Community, Community of Central Oregon's podcast. One of my hosts and partners in crime up here, and she also has manifested an immense amount of stuff in just three years, I believe. Not only getting herself a fine husband and a fine young child, but a ranch and horses and dogs and created a business which is Unbridled Courage, which is her coaching. She has two coaching certificates, you know, she doesn't really like the term life coach too much, but she's done some amazing things in the last few years, and there's a secret about Megan, though, that's not on any of her websites or any of her things that she has. I'm going to tell you a secret about her. You guys want to know a secret? Yeah. It's not the tattoo on her arm that says, choose love, which is a really good one. She's a really good listener. And what I've found is that most of the most spiritually connected people that I've ever met, spiritual leaders, are really good listeners. They're present with you, with everyone, at all times. And that is one of the things I love about Megan. We've gone through classes together, studying unity principles together, and I've always been just blown away by her ability to be present. So I'm really proud and excited to welcome to the stage, Megan Hart. Multiple hours outside 
every day, and that's because of the herd of horses that we care for. And that is an amazing gift because it really alters how you show up, right? And uh, even though some of that time is spent mucking, <laughs> it is very therapeutic, right? So today, my goal is not to talk to you or lecture you about getting outside, because as we've seen from the show of hands, most of you guys spend a great deal of time enjoying the place that we live in and the beauty that we live in, right? But my goal really is to share some unique wisdom about nature, about connecting to nature, and then really using those tools to help facilitate a deeper connection to our own spiritual awakening, right? Which is what our mission statement is. And inside that, a nuance is this phrase, embodying love. So that's what I'm here to talk to you guys today. And that's gonna be presented in the form of wings, wheels, and wizardry. So I'd like to invite you all to join me in closing your eyes. And I want you to take a minute to recall Maybe one of the most memorable experiences you had in nature. And perhaps it, was, perhaps it was just the most recent experience you had in nature. It doesn't matter. Let all the sounds begin to fill your space. Let the colors really pop. Maybe there's a taste in your mouth. Perhaps sounds that help take you deeper into that experience. Maybe there's some textures. And as you really immerse yourself into that memory, I have a question. In this moment, are you recalling what you were thinking or what you were feeling? So go ahead and open your eyes and raise your hands if you were recalling what you were thinking. It's not wrong. <laughs> okay, and then raise your hands if you were recalling a feeling. Yeah. That worked, okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> when we're in nature, our body is responding to the environment. Our body is awakening in a way that is very different when we're in the static and the chaos of our everyday life, right? We're surrounded by technology and screens and busyness and chatter, whether it's on the phone, in your email. It's static. And so when we take that moment to step into nature, we're open to this different set of wisdoms. And these wisdoms come through to us through our senses. So I know we all know the five senses, but there's a lot of research out there to suggest that we have anywhere between 13 and 21 senses. That is taking in our environment all the time. So when we're in nature, our body is receiving these signals, and then we're also giving these signals off, right? So it's energy. Everything around us is energy. 
And then our mind, our busy little mind comes in and it takes all this data that it's received and what does our mind like to do? Our mind likes to make an assessment. It likes to sort and categorize and label and it wants to make everything neat. And then in that, it makes up a story. Well, this happened. This is the way that was. I know this to be true. <laughs> but the word is, your mind just made that all up, right? So one of the gifts of spending time with horses is that you can't be in your head. You have to be in your body. Unless you want to get stepped on, or nibbled, <laughs> or maybe kicked at. And I'm, our horses are pretty generally nice, but in reality, when we're in our bodies and aligning with our heart, our spirit, our intuition, our body gives off a much different signal than when we're in our head. So there's a lot of research, specifically from an organization called the HeartMath Institute, that has done a ton of research that shows the field of energy off of our head is no more than an inch. So that little inch is responding to the environment. Our heart can be up to 10 feet off of our body. So think about the power of being aligned within our body, within our hearts, within our spirit, and then that energy being what goes out into the world. So the wizard in my presentation is talking about the equine nation. And part of the beauty of the work that I get to do is bring people to nature to interact with horses to help them get a barometer of where they're in their head and operating from their head in those moments when we're aligned and the horse wants to come to you because that energy is really attractive. It's really compelling. This energy over here, the horse is like, I don't really know what that is. It doesn't really feel all that safe to me, and so I'm going to walk away. So we can take that example of being in our bodies, and when we're not in nature, because we don't get to be out in nature as often as we like sometimes, right? It's just the way, the way that it is. So when we're in our everyday life, and we notice that we're in our heads, Simply shifting your body, just try it right now. Maybe change the position of your feet. Relax your shoulders. And now all of a sudden, a new story may be able to come through. And it's the difference between being in a state of openness and a state of contraction. When we're in a state of contraction, our head's going to do a lot of that talking, right? But when we're in a state of openness, we now have choice. And what better place to stand in from a, a place of spiritual awakening or choosing a path is to be in a place of choice. So now we can look at, do we want to follow my gut? How many people get butterflies when they know something to be true, right? Or how many people have said, I just had to do that because I felt it in my heart. I couldn't do it any other way. And how many people have spirit come into them and speak through them, and then that's a, that's a choice. That's a path, right? 
So now that we have the power to access choice, thanks to simply shifting our bodies, well now how do we decide which choice we're gonna make? And so then that's when I ask our winged nation to join us. And there's so much legend and folklore and mythology as it relates to the birds. From Greek mythology, to Egyptian culture, to the Hindus, to Native Americans. Birds are actually one of the most ancient life forms on this planet. That's a lot of wisdom. And the thing that often gets most highlighted is their ability to fly. So we literally have leaving Earth and rising to the heavens. The bridge from the human mind to the divine mind. So how many people have bird spirit guides or totems? Okay, so another interactive opportunity. I'm gonna give you a chance to give your best bird call. Okay, ready? <laughs> On the count of three. One, two, three. Vision Quest, which I did in 2014, I was claimed by the Wing Nation in my visioning night. So a blue jay hopped my shoulder, pinched my cheek, and then took me on a flight over my life, the landscape of my life. So I got to see the lands, the domains, the personal relationships, the work relationships, the learning relationships. I got to see all these little lands and fly over from the perspective of my winged guide. And from that perspective, boy, life looks a lot different. When you're not in the weeds, you're not in the bush, and you're up looking down, it's beautiful. I mean, it's truly striking to be able to step from earth into heaven and look down at your life. Now, in unity, we talk about heaven not being a place, right? We talk about it being our higher self, our Christ consciousness. So the invitation here, when we're in that place, we get to choose how do we want to make this choice? How do we want to move forward from my head, from my heart, from my gut, from my spirit? The invitation is to step up into our higher ground, literally <clears throat> into our higher self, into that place where we know that we are expression of love and look at the choices from that perspective. And in that realm, we see we are sacred human beings. Now imagine if you could pause to do that to make all of your choices, right? Maybe you would choose to be able to be in nature a little bit more. And then I'm going to take it one step further. Once we're in that place and we're looking down from our inner heaven, we now see that we are one piece of this great group of life. And that's where I'd like to introduce the medicine wheel. 
When you step into a medicine wheel, you are literally stepping into a wheel, if you're working with the wheel on the land, but you're also metaphorically taking that step into your higher self. And the wheel is representative of all the other sacred beings that surround us every single day of every single moment. Now, I spent two and a half years studying a tradition called the Delicate Lodge. We would go to New Mexico once a quarter for a week, and during those five days, we would spend most of the day in ceremony, in the wheel. So how I learned the medicine wheel is that it's a map. And it's a map to the pathway of accessing spiritual consciousness. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Right? And not only does this map exist around us, but it also exists within us. So all of these other energies that support us, whether it's the animal nation, the plant nation, the directions, the land, the cloud people, the stone people. I mean, one of the best things that happened to me today is my son came in, I came early to listen to the early meditation with Donna and Al, and he walked up to me and he pulls out of his pocket a rock. He said, Mommy, I have a special rock for you. <laughs> so that's my son, for sure. <laughs> But the word medicine, as I learned it from my teacher, is actually a mistranslation. The initial word was medawian. And when the French fur traders heard that word, they heard the word medicine. And the original word was translated into or meant holy person, W-H-O-L-L-Y. So the person who was responsible for holding the spiritual teachings within the community was the holy person. So the word medicine is really the word wholeness. So we look at the tool of the medicine wheel, which we are so blessed to have right here on this property. And I do hope many of you can join us on Friday for the medicine wheel blessing. But it's an actual tool that you can go and use when we don't have the full day to go hiking or the weekend to drop off the grid and go spend the week on the lake. But you can come here, pause, which is part of the gift of stepping from the ordinary to the extraordinary. Decide what choice you're gonna make as to who you're gonna come forward into the wheel as. And then honor that choice by stepping into the wheel by honoring all my relations. That's all my relations within me and around me. And when we step into relationship with the entire sacred group of life, we're starting to tack back to wholeness. Donna spoke this morning in the earlier service about how needed it is for us to respect the hoop of life that is around us. And the first step is that is necessary for us to bring healing to the world around us is by bringing healing to ourselves, that place of inner peace. 
And that's part of what we're talking about in our mission statement when we say embodying love. So I suggest that it's more than a thought. Our wholeness is more than a thought. It's a memory. And when we use the tools around us that nature offers us, that memory filters into our senses and our body awakens to that truth. So it's one thing to say, oh yeah, I'm connected to everything and it's a totally different thing to feel it, right? So the invitation that I leave you with are three different tools. One, when we're in the static, pause, and just simply shift your body. Notice how can you make your body more open to a different way of listening, to a different set of wisdom that's around us and just waiting for us to ask. That is the beautiful gift about nature. Nature is just waiting for us to ask for help. And to be able to ask in a way that we have no expectation as to how the answer may come to us, but it will come to us. So Shifting your body, creating that space inside of yourself where you're open to receive, open to listen. And then consider the eagle-eye perspective, the perspective of great spirit, the perspective of God, whatever word, you fill in the blank, that perspective of seeing the beauty in all things, seeing our connectedness to all things, and then using love as our tool of discernment to choose how to move forward. And then finally, you can make a medicine wheel at home. Put your intention to what the wheel is. It can be a painting. It can be a place in your backyard. It can be in the garden. But take that time to remember that we are part of this larger wheel and that there is a sacred interrelatedness that spirit is flowing through all of us, <coughs> including the trees and the rocks and the birds and the four lights. I have one more interactive experience before I close our time together. You might remember this from elementary school. So I'm going to have this section of the sanctuary rub your hands together. We're going to bring a little nature inside. I'd like this section to snap your fingers. And I'd like this section on your back. So let's turn the volume up just a little bit. And now everyone can stomp your feet, bring in the feather people. We have chills. And now just a little softer. Don't stop here. 
So on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to put your hands on your heart. One. Two. Three. We are who we always were. Sacred. Connected. Whole. Feel it within yourself. Feel it in your neighbors. And then feel the buzz in the room. Feel that radiant buzz of connection and love. And so it is. Thank you.